Alright guys, welcome to a new side series I'm doing on the TJ Martino podcast feed. Um, this is the first episode of uh, a new series that I'm starting called Preview Review, where basically um, before a movie comes out, um, it could be a movie, it could be an album, it could be anything. I haven't really like specified it to anything, but in this case we're doing a movie. Um, basically what it'll be is, it'll be a shorter podcast um, and half of it will be me previewing a movie or album or whatever, whether that be, um, for in this case, uh, this is a franchise, so I'll be talking about the previous installments of the franchise and what I think the movie is going to be about, where I think it's going to go, um, kind of like a preview, um, so this is a good section for people that haven't seen the movie yet, uh, but then the second half of this podcast will be a spoiler-filled review, so if you have not seen it, um, I'll give you a warning halfway through where you guys can uh, click out and go check out the movie in this case, um, and then come back and listen to the other half. Uh, I don't know, this is kind of a little test I'm doing. Uh, the, the audio quality, I apologize, I am not in the studio right now. I'm at home um, right now for Christmas break, so I hope everybody's having a great break. Um, just some quick announcements. Um, yeah, uh, the TJ Martino podcast, uh, by the time you guys hear this, uh, I think episode 12 will be up, uh, maybe not, but that is coming, um, on Sunday the 22nd, so be on the lookout for that, um, and also just keep rating and re- reviewing and all that stuff, uh, I think I have like 42 podcast ratings right now on Apple Podcasts, let's get that to 50, possibly, and drop some comments, um, like I said, in on the next on episode thirteen of the TJ Martino podcast, I'll read off some of the comments that I like. If there's enough, if not, then I'm just gonna keep asking. So, well, I'm gonna keep asking anyway. But who cares? Um, but yeah, just wanted to kind of preview. Um, and the movie we're doing today for the preview review is, of course, Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. Um, yeah, I really don't know much about this movie. Uh, I try to avoid trailers and spoilers and things like that just because I want to have like the most authentic experience. Um, but especially with Star Wars, it's kind of a difficult subject because um, you know di- since Disney took over the company, uh, Lucasfilm, it's just kind of been a rocky road. Uh, there's been some great moments in the new Star Wars movies and shows and things, and there's also been some head scratchers. And then there's also been some moments where you're like, what the hell were they thinking? Um, but it's crazy, because Star Wars is like one of the most beloved franchises in movie history, and it's like, most of the movies in them are not very good, in my opinion, so... But the, the movies that I love in it, I love, and um, basically, uh, looking forward to The Rise of Skywalker, I'm about to go see the movie in about 30 minutes, so this this preview section will be a little bit short uh, and sweet and to the point, but... Um, Right now, I'm, I'm going to kind of go through some my rankings of the Star Wars films um, from 10 to 1. These are all the feature-length releases. Um, you know, no, no TV shows, no anything else. Um, so Mandalorian will not be on here, even though that show's not done yet. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm just going to kind of go through, and then I'm going to kind of talk about maybe my expectations for the movie, and then, obviously, I'm going to go see the movie. So And then I'll come back and see what I was right and what I was wrong about and all of that. And that'll be kind of the format for these preview reviews. I don't know how many of these I'm going to do. It's kind of a little experiment. If people like it, I'll keep doing it. If not, I'm going to probably keep doing it anyway. So, <laughs> um, 
let's get into the Star Wars movie ranked. Star Wars movies ranked. Number 10, Star Wars Episode 1, The Phantom Menace. I think this is the worst in the franchise um, for several reasons. The CGI in it is already starting to look dated. It's a 20-year-old movie, um, but it was the most overhyped movie of all time and was disappointing on so many levels. I mean, Jar Jar Binks is um, one of the worst characters in the history of movies. Um, you know, the the whole story with the Trade Federation and the, the, the trade dispute and all this stuff, and I'm like, what... It, I'm like, I, I, you know, I love the politics in Star Wars, but in, in this movie in particular, I was just like, where where is this going? And the dialogue is, is cringe, which we'll get into. Um, you know, the acting's not great. Uh, the kid who plays Anakin Skywalker is, you know, been shamed all over the place. And he had, has kind of has a tragic story. Um, uh, you know, he's who knows what he's doing now. But uh, I don't really blame him as much for how bad these movies are as I do George Lucas. Uh, but at the same time, there are great moments in this movie, uh, the lightsaber fights and stuff at the end with Darth Maul, who is just another of the great Star Wars villains that has negative screen time, um, which we'll get into that. Uh, that's become a trend throughout the franchise, and I mean, honestly, I don't have that much to say about this movie. It's it's not good, and maybe someday I'll get a little bit deeper into it and talk about some of the things I didn't like in particular, but, you know, I'm kind of in a rush. So, moving on to number nine. Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones, the sequel. Um, now, listen, with these prequels, they hit a little bit more home to me. I don't hate these movies as much as a lot of people do. Um, I know a lot of people despise them. For me, I grew up with these movies. Yeah, I like the original trilogy more, but um, I did grow up with these ones, so they do kind of have a nostalgic thing to me, a nostalgic connection. Um, but this movie, in particular, Attack of the Clones, it's better, I think, because the action's more entertaining. Um, the, the scene and the, the big fighting ring with all the Jedi was, was a really cool moment, and the clones and all that stuff was, was cool. Um, but the dialogue in this is terrible in this movie. I think this is the worst written movie of any of the Star Wars movies. Um, and that's saying something. Uh, you know, the I hate sand and the, and the love story with Anakin and Padme is so bad, and it's so cringe, and... Um, I mean, I don't blame any of the actors in this, honestly, and that's kind of the thing. Like, I do, but I mean, they they, they definitely deserve some of the blame, and that's same with Phantom Menace. But um, to be honest, it's the directing and the writing, and, and just the overall absence of logic when it comes to storytelling in this in these movies. Um, but like I said, the 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 last fight lightsaber scene is awesome. The Yoda stuff is cool. Um, Count Dooku is a cool villain, I guess, but. Again, not really whole, a whole lot of meat for him. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that, that movie definitely is bad. Number eight. A lot of people are going to hate me for this, but episode eight. The Last Jedi. That is my third least favorite Star Wars movie. Um, I actually just finished watching it about five minutes ago, and I still feel the same way about this movie. Um, I don't like this movie at all. I think it's bad. I think it's a bad movie. I mean, the, these... My bottom three are all bad movies. I, I think they're all bad. I can't defend them. And, and this is this. I can't defend Phantom Menace. I can't defend um, Attack of the Clones. And I can't defend The Last Jedi. I, I can't defend the movie. I, there's just too much I have wrong with it. And, and I'm going to get more into that when I talk about The Rise of Skywalker and how I want it to retroactively make Last Jedi make more sense. Um, but this was like the most polarizing of the Star Wars movies, um, especially these new ones, because. 
there's a group of people that love the movie, and there's a group of people like myself that hated the movie. When I saw it in theaters, I was extremely disappointed because I wanted it to be super dark, like uh, like Empire Strikes Back is, and it just was loaded with horrible humor, um, wasted characters like Snoke and Finn and, and Rose. Finn and Rose's storyline takes up way too much screen time in this movie, and it is just awful. Um, the the scene on the on the Las Vegas planet was so ridiculous and, and didn't feel like Star Wars to me. Um, the whole thing with the save the horses and the and the PETA ad that we see in the movie, um, you know, I, I'm all for political agendas in movies, but when you're just taking it and smacking me in the face with it, it's not as um, gripping as when you do it in a more metaphorical way. Uh, and this movie just hammers you over the head with its politics, hammers you over the head with its terrible humor, um, and, and so many unsatisfying scenes in this movie that just left me like, what were they thinking? I, 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 I will go into detail about this movie at a future date, but uh, yeah, it's not great. Episode, or, or sorry, number seven, Solo A Star Wars Story. Uh, I rewatched this one recently too, and it's on Netflix, and... It's arguably the most unnecessary movie ever made. Um, I don't hate this one. I, I don't think this is a bad movie. This is the first one where I can say it's not a bad movie. It's just a forgettable movie. Because it's a bunch of stuff that we didn't need to see. We didn't need to see the Kessel Run. We didn't need to see how Han Solo wins the uh, Millennium Falcon. And yeah, we also didn't need to see somebody else not, Harris, not named Harrison Ford playing uh, Han Solo. And, and not saying that the guy Alden Ironreich, I don't think he did a bad job with this movie. But the character, the writing, it just doesn't feel like Han Solo. Especially when you see him in, in Episode 4. Like, Han Solo is an asshole. He's selfish. He's a scoundrel. And, and in this movie, he's just too nice. And he's not hes not enough of a dick for me to actually believe that he's the Han Solo we see in Episode 4. So I don't know if they were trying to go somewhere in a sequel that they're never going to make because the movie didn't make enough money. Um, but who knows. Uh, but for me, Solo is such a forgettable movie. It was such a cash grab. And, and Disney, you got to be better. I know you guys are better than this. Number six, Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith. I, this was the first Star Wars movie I ever saw in theaters. Um, I still, I think it's a good movie. I do. I, I yes, it's a very flawed movie. The whole Anakin progression in Darth Vader isn't. I don't buy it as much, but um, the action and um, there's a few scenes in this movie, especially from the Emperor and Anakin. Some of those scenes were pretty compelling and and. Obviously, there's a lot of cheese, but there's a lot of cheese throughout the whole prequels. Uh, the prequels are all just either really cheesy moments or super Star Wars moments. And I think all three of those movies have uh, both of those aspects in them. You know, there's great Star Wars scenes and there's also great cheesy, awful scenes that are not, like, cheesy in the way of, like, oh, like, it's kind of funny because it's cheesy because it's old. Like, the original ones, it's like, this is cheesy and cringy. Uh, <laughs> that makes any sense. Cringe cheese. Um but yeah, number five, episode seven, The Force Awakens. Um, yeah, I like this movie. I think it's I think it's good. But oh, and when I first saw it in theaters, it was one of the best theater experiences. It was so fun because I was with a crowd full of Star Wars fans in my home sit in my home theater, where I'm going to see uh, Rise of Skywalker also here soon. Uh, like I said, man, I for me, Force Awakens has always been just. Uh, it's been okay. I, I, I think over time it's gotten a little worse for me because it's just a recycled storyline of New Hope and the whole uh, Starkiller base, the giant Death Star basically was so lazy and 
you know, there is some things, but the, the, the lightsaber battle at the end and, and, and the, you know, the char- the new characters were likable and interesting enough where I was like, they could definitely turn this into something. And yeah, they did that for sure. But um, number four, Rogue One, A Star Wars Story. Um, I love this movie. I This movie is the best of the new Star Wars movies so far. Um, I really do like this one. Uh, it, it's got some really gritty action I like it and the final battle sequence at the end is really good yeah the characters are a little blah and not that interesting but um, I think honestly it's it's the best movie they've made and for all the production hell the movie went into I mean they had to do a bunch of reshoots and the trailers were not very accurate with the film so uh, that was kind of playing against it but at the end of the day I, I think it's a really really good movie and is kind of underrated and flies under the radar when people talk about the new Star Wars movies. Uh, it's the strongest one to me, I think. And the ending is ballsy, where they kill everybody off, and it really does a good job of filling the biggest plot hole in Episode Four, which is like, why is the Death Star so easy to destroy? Well, because the guy who created it put a way to destroy it in there because he was being held against his will to create it. Brilliant idea. Loved it. And uh, for that, I like the movie a lot. Number three... Return of the Jedi, Episode 6. Um, I love this movie. It Yes, it has the 80s cheese and the Ewoks. And yes, I've heard the complaints. Everybody's heard them. But it's just such a satisfying movie. The ending is great. Um, obviously, the, the the scene with Jabba the Hutt and, and all of that was so cool and interesting. And the Sarlacc pit and then the you know the, the rebuilding of the Death Star. And then the, the Endor was such a cool planet and all that. You know, so there's just a lot going for the movie. It's... You know, the original trilogy for me was always the one I gravitated to, and it was made, you know, 20, 30 years before um, the prequels. Not 30, like 10 or 20 years, whatever, before the prequels. So it's like, it's pretty crazy to think that, like, I, even as a kid growing up on the prequels, still preferred the original trilogy, and that's just because the story is so much more gripping, uh, the characters are so much more likable, the humor is endearing, and it's... It's fun, and, and these movies, you know, they've stood the test of time for a reason. Number two, episode four, New Hope, the one that started it all, or as I like to just call it, Star Wars, the original Star Wars. Um, yeah, I mean, what is that? What what has not been said about the movie already? It's great, um, and uh, you know, for its time, groundbreaking. It still holds up pretty well, and that's the thing. Like they did a really good job of making that movie hold up and it looks still looks good to this day you know 40 years later it's it's pretty crazy uh how that movie when everybody was making it was just kind of doing it for the money and it was kind of like oh who cares what this movie is and next thing you know it's the biggest movie franchise of all time so for that it's it's great and you know what else can i say about it um and number one though for me is empire strikes back just what they were able to do with the characters after A New Hope. You know, the whole Luke, Skywalker, Dagobah, Yoda, um, obviously Lando, what a cool character. And we're going to see more of him in Episode Nine, which is interesting. Um, and, you know, ob- you know, like I said, the, the whole Darth Vader thing is so menacing. The battle on Hoth is amazing. Um, you know, like I said, the, these movies are classics, and, and, and Empire for me has always been the one that I've gravitated to the most. Um, I love the idea of the bad guys winning and, and, and having one up on the good guys. And, um, you know, Darth Vader is always my favorite character. Um, and this is just the most Darth Vader movie. 
I mean, he he commands this movie. Um, not saying that he doesn't in the other ones, but in this one in particular, obviously the the battle between Luke and and Darth Vader at the end is classic, and the "I am your father" is like arguably the most iconic movie line of all time. So, what is there else? Just you know, like I said, there, I I don't really have that much to say on these movies because so much has been said, but. Um, yeah, that's my list, uh, and I will give a revised list when I go see the movie and, and see maybe initially where I put, um, where I put Rise of Skywalker on this list. Um, I'm hoping not at the bottom, but um, you know, but this list, I'm, the reason I'm giving you this list now is because it's subject to change. I mean, Force Awakens for me was like three; it was ahead of Return of the Jedi for a while. Uh, and it wasn't until recently where I just was like, yeah, it's not that great of a movie. I was kind of riding off the high of how fun it was to see it in the theaters. But I really haven't enjoyed the movie that much since then. So, um, it's it, you know, I do enjoy it, though, still. I, I just watched it today. I, I do enjoy it. But now, quickly, we're going to look ahead um, to Rise of Skywalker. Like I said, I haven't seen a whole lot of promotion for this. I've tried to avoid it as much as possible just because um, I like to go into the movie fresh. I don't like to be clouded by trailers and spoilers and Reddit threads and all that stuff. I, I avoid all of it. I just, I want to see the movie. That's, that's really it. Um, and coming from a guy that loves advertising as much as I do, you, you would think opposite. But I, I, I have seen the trailer for this. Um, and what I can say is, is, you know, we'll see what the finished product is. Like I said, I, I, I'm trying to keep my hopes low because I had my hopes up high for The Last Jedi and I was so disappointed that, honestly, at this point, if this movie's just better than that, that's all I'm asking for. I'm hoping for just a nice little bow on the top of this trilogy so we can just move on from it and, and just, yeah, I don't know. Um, but looking ahead, what do I think about this movie? I mean, <clears throat> as long as they can just get rid of the corny jokes and, 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 and you know, Rogue One had some really good humor and, and so did Force Awakens. I thought Force Awakens had some really good humor as well. So I'd like to see them go back to, to that and, and not try and stop with the your mom jokes and the... Um, corny Jar Jar like jokes that we saw in uh, Last Jedi. Um, also, more lightsaber battles in this one. We need uh, some more Kylo versus Ray, Ray or whoever. And, and and why do I why do I care about the bad guys? Why do I care about the First Order at all? That was my biggest thing at the end of Episode Eight. Was like, why do I care about these people? Like, um, the general General Hux, I think his name. Yeah, yeah. Um, he is just an awful character that they have just destroyed. Um, I mean, all he does is just scream and get choked pretty much. Like he, like his character's terrible. Like Kylo Ren is a good character, I think. Um, but Snoke was one that was the character I was really interested in and seeing him just get chopped in half and that whole thing just being done like that was such a disappointment. Um, and, and now I just want to see where they go. Honestly, uh, as long as they can just, the, the thing that the Star Wars movies that I love the most are the ones that can make the other ones better. And, and I think Rogue One did a really good job of that. Like I said, fixing some of the problems with, with um, A New Hope. I thought that was really, really good. So, um, yeah. Where, what are we going to see? More lightsaber battles, hopefully, though. Uh, I like to see more unique uses of the lightsaber. That's one thing I liked in uh, Episode Eight was that they were able to use um, the lightsaber in different ways. That scene where they're fighting in the throne room when they kill Snoke and Kylo Ren and Rey are fighting the red stormtroopers. I thought that was a cool scene. Um, because you got to see them, like, stab them with the lightsaber in the face and, like, all that stuff that you never really got to see before. That was cool. Um, Knights of Ren, I guess they're, like, Kylo Ren's group that has been mentioned, like, one time 
and uh, you know, are we going to see any of them? I think we see shots of them in the trailer. I don't remember, but uh, yeah, who knows? I think we'll see them at some point. We got to. They brought it up, like, and they haven't. Sh- I thought we were going to see them in eight. We didn't. So who knows? Princess Leia, rest in peace, Carrie Fisher. What are we going to see from her? Uh, I mean, I, I think they have stuff shot with her, so it's just a matter of putting it together and making it make sense, which I'm hoping J.J. Abrams can do. Um, and then the broom kid at the end, obviously the big corny-ass ending to Episode Eight, where you get the kid grabbing the broom with the Force, and you're like, oh, anybody can be a Jedi. And it's like, okay, well, you made the decision, so please make it interesting, like, because I don't care about these kids, like, <laughs> you know, uh, and, and less Finn and Rose, please. Less of them, the better. More Rey. Um, and then, obviously, killing off Luke Skywalker at the end of Last Jedi. Uh, we're, we're probably going to see more of him, um, you know, it's in some capacity, you know, kind of how we saw Yoda um, in Episode Eight. Hopefully, we see some more Luke. That can't just be it. I mean, that was so awful. That whole, yeah. I want to talk with somebody about this. Well, we will have a Star Wars-themed episode at some point in the future. Uh, we'll have somebody on, and we can just rattle off why we hate these movies some of these movies but and why we love some of the other ones but um also and then lastly the emperor uh you know we he's been teased in the trailers uh to have some play in this movie so why the hell not i'm in i love the emperor he's probably my favorite character in all of star wars him and darth vader are probably my favorites uh and, and han Solo, i like him too um but you know i want to see what they do with palpatine in some regard so uh i think he'll be in it maybe as like manipulating Kylo Ren or doing some becoming kind of like what Snoke was supposed to be before they just aimlessly killed him off but you know what um I'm I gotta go catch this movie it starts in like 10 minutes so uh yeah I will talk to you guys after I see the movie uh and I will give you my thoughts on the review this is the preview uh when I come back I'll be talking spoilers so I will see you in the two shakes of lamb's tail wow so where do I begin? Uh, I just got back from the opening night of Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. Uh, it is the final movie in the Star Wars saga, so they say, until they make Episodes 10, 9, and, 10 11, and 12, you know, a couple years down the road, which we all know is going to happen. You know, the mouse has got to get that money. I respect it. This is the review section of the preview review. So if you've listened to the preview and you're here uh, and you have not seen the movie yet, if you have not seen The Rise of Skywalker, go check it out. Um, Especially if you're a Star Wars fan, it's a must. Uh, But even if not, go check it out. Stuff your face with some popcorn. There's some fun action in there. Um, But yeah, I'm going to get into spoilers here. So I just want to give a spoiler warning. So if you haven't seen the movie, pause it here, go check it out, and then come back and hit play. Or if you don't care, just listen. Or if you don't care about spoilers, you're never going to see it, or you just want to hear me talk, whatever, then keep listening. But, uh, you know, this is your spoiler warning, and we will be getting spoilers in three, two, one. All right, awesome. So, uh, yeah, this movie was kind of... uh, I was really excited for this movie. I'm just really at a loss for words because I just got out of the theater and... Uh, I'm really starting to try and digest all of this, so uh, I apologize in advance if this is kind of an incoherent review. I've, I'm kind of gathering my thoughts as I'm talking, um, 
So it might be a little bit all over the place. I might be jumping around from stuff to st- from thing to thing, but uh, I'll try and stay uh, as on topic as possible. But man, this movie was really something. Uh, it had moments where I was so enthralled and so into it, and then there were just some story moments where I was like, uh, okay. Now let me say this: I enjoyed the movie. I I I do think it is a a good movie. It's just, I have a lot of problems with the movie. And I think, I don't know how I'm going to think about this movie down the road though. That's the thing. This is initial reaction with these preview reviews. Uh, cause I literally just got out of the theater. So it usually takes me some time to really digest a movie to really see how I feel about it. Um, but at this very moment, um, I do like the movie. Um, but, and I am pleased. I mean, when I walked out of the last Jedi, I was pretty disappointed and, uh, I don't feel that way. I do feel pretty happy with it, but uh, there is some issues I have with this movie that keep it from being a, a great movie uh, for me. And, and a lot of it has to do with the story. Um, this movie is exposition heavy for the first 30 minutes. I mean, they have to do a lot of filling in the blanks, uh, especially after the awful last act of The Last Jedi um, and look, I am one that I do not enjoy that movie personally at, at very much at all. I mean, there is some really good moments. Uh, obviously, like I said, the Ray and Kylo Ren in the in the Snoke throne room was a really good scene. But outside of that, I was just I didn't love that movie. I, I've I've been very vocal about how much I dislike that movie. And so for me to come into this, I was really just expect hoping for something that would just make me happy. And this movie did that. I I was happy leaving the theater, uh, but. I am kind of disappointed at the same time. I wish this movie was better, and I'll get into that. But talking about the story, which is probably my biggest complaint with this movie, it's it's very jumbled. Uh, the movie jumps around a lot, and um, just some of the... There's a lot of plot devices in this movie that are used to get them from point A to point B, and, and this movie could have been a lot smoother um, in, in its delivery, and... and I think that's just one thing off the bat. There's a lot of fan service in here too, which I love. That was one of my things I loved about the movie was the fan service. They did a good job of pleasing Star Wars fans, which is something that The Last Jedi went out of their way to not do. <laughs> um, and and look, I I have one thing I will always commend The Last Jedi on is the fact that it did take risks. Um, and, and this movie does too, but... Um, this definitely feels more like a direct sequel to The Force Awakens than The Last Jedi. Uh, this movie kind of drops a lot of the things that The Last Jedi was pla- had planted, and they just say, screw it, we're going back to the basics, I guess. We're going back to the first movie, and this movie fills a lot of those holes, but it doesn't fill very many of the holes from The Last Jedi. And I think that the, the problem with this trilogy, looking at it now, seeing all three of them, is, you know, just the lack of consistency and the lack of a coherent direction. These three movies are all incredibly different and uh, and not in a good way. <laughs> you know, uh, The Force Awakens is very much like a formulaic Star Wars movie. You get all of the beats from, you know, all the things you love about Star Wars. And it was a great way to pull us back into the franchise. So, uh, you know... For that, I, I, I liked it, but it was very formulaic. Um, and then The Last Jedi was just an absolute disaster. It was all over the place. Uh, and, and, and it did, and just 
I like I said, I admire Ryan Johnson as a filmmaker for for taking risks and, and being bold, but just some of the decisions he made with characters and, and story. And I've I'll go into it at some point in the future, but because uh, I want to talk about this movie, but um, you know that movie was just a lot of exposition and setting up things that it's just more setup. It almost felt like more exposition, and then you get into the Last Jedi, which. The, or not less I'm sorry you get into the rise of Skywalker here and, and the first act of this movie is more setup like the the majority of these three movies are setting up things that a lot of the, the stuff doesn't even get paid off and the stuff that is paid off a couple of, uh, outside of like one or two main storylines throughout these three movies I'd say about two or three of them the Kylo Ren and, and Rey outside of those characters nothing else is really coherent and doesn't no, there's no real growth from any of the other characters it feels like they're all they all just feel like moving pieces like uh and they don't and outside of Rey and Kylo it doesn't seem like any of these other characters matter in the long run they like like Finn outside of you know being the stormtrooper and, and now and his his arc is really filled throughout the first movie and then after that he's just kind of there He's just kind of there, <laughs> um, and, and and he's a part of one of the worst storylines in Star Wars, which was from the Last Jedi. I know I keep shitting on that movie, but um, but yeah, this uh, this movie though, uh, I did like um, a lot of things about this movie though. The action is, is awesome. I mean, we all knew that was going to be great, and I think it's a lot better than the Last Jedi's action. And and, and some of these fight scenes, I have to think about it but i think they kind of do a couple of them do rival the force awakens with how entertaining they are i mean the the visuals all of it is top notch it's disney we all know disney is is going to be uh bringing their a game in that department that's never been the problem with any of the star wars movies is is production design and uh the action sequences even in the prequels those action sequences are interesting and they're the <laughs> really a lot of the reasons i keep going back to those movies that and the nostalgia because i grew up with them but um you know the, the 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 action has never been the problem with these movies, uh, but um, you know the, this movie has some really great action, like the the, the lightsaber battle between um, Ray and Kylo Ren on uh, that planet where the, where Ray is getting the uh, map, I guess, to go to uh, uh, Emperor Palpatine's planet, which we'll get into Palpatine's involvement in this story, um, but. Uh, you know, I thought that was a really cool scene. That lightsaber battle was really cool. It was a great final battle between those two characters, and then you obviously get the uh, the Kylo Ren turn, and and then the awesome moment with him and Han Solo, which was really good. And I didn't expect Han to be back in this movie for that scene, so that was really cool. But Kylo Ren, let's talk about Kylo Ren and his character first. Uh, this was something that I thought was really really well done in this movie. Was Kylo Ren? I loved the arc of this character throughout the three movies well maybe not last jedi <laughs> i know i'm sorry i keep shitting on it for people that like the movie i get it um but i'd love to have i'd love to talk to somebody that loves the last jedi uh, on, on the podcast that would be a really good segment but um anyway uh kylo his whole storyline in this movie is really great with him you know basically answering to the emperor um and then kind of flipping and we all knew he was going to be turning at the end. We all knew that was going to happen. As much as I didn't want it to happen, the way it turned out, I thought it was really well done. Especially with him dying at the end, I thought it was really, really a, a great moment. And him and Ray kind of, we always knew they had that kind of love 
uh, tension. We kind of saw some of it, but I wish that love story was a little bit more fleshed out. I think it would have been a lot more compelling if that was kind of established in episode seven as they kind of had this weird rivalry, but at the same time attraction. I feel like if they could have really uh, delved into that in the three movies instead of just in the last two, I think that would have been a really interesting love story because Star Wars has always had good love stories. I mean, Han and Leia is a classic love story and uh, I, I mean, Padme Anakin had its moments and it also had some awful, awful moments, but uh, was still definitely like interesting at least, but this was just, uh, you know, it wasn't enough. And that's the thing. I, I wish these movies had a little bit more uh, of a love story it's somewhere in there. I don't even care what characters, but just some sort of love story because it's always kind of implied, but we never really saw any of it. And like those like... The love story moments, like, the Han and Leia moments in the original trilogy are, like, some of the best, like, character moments in the entire saga. And just to see them not have that, it kind of, like, there's no real attachment to these characters. And, um, outside of the fact that they're interesting. And that's, you know, to say also with the new characters as well. Like, the new characters that are introduced in this movie, you don't really care about any of them. Because they don't really have enough time to actually make you care because they're too busy doing damage control for the other two movies' lack of coherence. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. This movie just felt like it was putting out a lot of fires. Like, uh, you know, especially from The Last Jedi, which this, like I said, this movie feels like more of a sequel to The Force Awakens because a lot of the, the stuff, like the broom kid at the end of, of The Last Jedi, is, is not even mentioned in this movie whatsoever. Uh, which is for the better, because that was the most unnecessary ending in all of Star Wars. But, <laughs> um, um, yeah, but uh, that was something. But, then, yeah, the new characters were kind of meh. You know, the two love interests for Finn and Poe uh, were, were, were sh- you know, shoved into the last minute. This would have worked, this movie would have worked a lot better as, a, as the second movie in this franchise. You know, introducing Palpatine back, because... Um, you know, let's get into Palpatine, shall we? He's the main villain of this movie. I mean, that's no secret. That was in the trailer, um, which I just, I felt like it was so shoehorned in. I mean, th- there is no mention of Palpatine in, in really at all in the first two installments of this trilogy. And then it's almost like, you know, they were like, oh, Supreme Leader Snoke's going to be our new our new uh, Palpatine. And then, you know, Ryan Johnson was like, eh, let's kill him off. And then they're like, well, now we don't have an overarching villain so we'll bring the Emperor back, I guess, in some form, which I didn't really understand how it worked. That was one of my problems with the story is, like, a lot of stuff is just, like, left there just for you to just, I guess, come up with on your own. Like, But, like, some, and I get that, but, like, with stuff like that, you need to explain, like, why the hell is Emperor Palpatine alive? Like, I, 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 I didn't really understand that. Maybe when I watch it on another viewing or two, that'll click more with me. But that was just one thing that I thought was really poorly explained from a first, for, you know, from a first viewing perspective. It's like, what, what is the point of this character being back? And I love the character. He's one of my favorites. He, he, he may be my favorite character in Star Wars just because, you know, he's always in, you know, pulling strings and he's, you know, very manipulative and all of that. And I wish that he would have had more screen time in the first two movies because if you're going to go the Palpatine route, you should have done it from the start. He should have been in The Force Awakens at some point. Or even, like, a, it would have been a great, like, 
thing in, at the end of The Last Jedi, like a great cliffhanger to have him show up in some capacity. I don't know how, but, you know, some way maybe, or, or hint to him, because we really don't even know he's a part of this movie until you see him in the opening crawl. And you're like, wait, Palpatine? What? And like, if you didn't see the trailers or anything, you would have been like, wait, what the hell? <laughs> so, I, you know, I don't understand really how Palpatine is in this movie, but he is incredibly important to this story. Um, and, uh, you know, obviously with his connection to Rey uh, and, and also him just being the main villain of this movie, uh, I don't know. I It just felt kind of out of place to me uh, personally. I, I, I didn't really connect with it all that much and then I love the character like I said so it was kind of a shame to just see it not given the justice that it could have been given and, and this you know I'm fine with Palpatine being in this new trilogy but you know make it make sense like it's just like they shoehorned him in there like I thought this movie may just like have Kylo Ren be the main villain but no because you need him to be a good guy at the end so you need some sort of overarching excuse me, some overarching power, so I don't know, whatever, it, it, it but let's talk about the, the connection to Rey, you know, obviously the big reveal is that Rey, you know, obviously Rey's lineage has always been the biggest question mark, and so many fans on, have speculated, uh, but, it, you know, I'd heard this theory of her being um, Palpatine's granddaughter back around the time of The Force Awakens, after The Force Awakens, you know, when I was digging through the Reddit stuff, and YouTube videos and stuff, um, back around that time, I had saw a video about this, and I was like, yeah, I mean, sure, it makes sense, and, and they ended up going this route, which I liked, but I wish we would have gotten it earlier, like, that's what I'm saying, it was too, this movie was too little, too late, and they were trying to cram too much into one movie, and when you do that, you catch yourself with a lot of holes and a lot of issues, and, and we we saw it done with the DC movies. We saw it done with the DC superhero movies, the Justice League and Batman vs Superman. We saw the same thing done in those movies, where you 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 don't give yourself enough time to set things up, so or you spend too much time setting things up to the point where there's no payoff, and that's kind of how the, these movies were turned out. This new trilogy, it was two movies of building and building. And then you go to Last Jedi, building and building and building, and then you get to this movie, building, and then pay off for everything. And it's like, oh, this is just too much for me right now, I guess. I don't know. It was overwhelming payoff in such a little span of time. and the, the, This whole trilogy just didn't seem that fulfilling. But um, but the, the Palpatine Ray stuff, I, I thought it was cool. Um, I just, like I said, I wish we could have got it in Last Jedi instead of in this movie. Um, and then really kind of saw her battle with the dark side a little bit more because uh, that was just kind of glossed over a little bit. It's it's kind of inferred a little bit in Last Jedi, but it, it, and it's kind of and it's definitely explored in this one. You get that that vision with her with the double sided lightsaber fighting herself, uh, which was a cool moment. I guess I don't know. It was interesting. Uh, I liked seeing Ray kind of battle the whole movie. I was just thinking like, man, I wish they would have enough balls to have Ray be the bad guy and have. Like, that's kind of what I thought was going to happen. I uh, I didn't think it was going to happen, but I kind of hoped. I was like, what if Rey does turn bad here and then Kylo Ren has to come back and kill her? Like, that would be cool, but they would never go that route. And they didn't, which, you know, whatever. But, um, you know, man, this movie was just kind of disappointing to me. I, I, I wish I was wanting more from it um, when it comes to story and when it comes to the overall trilogy as a whole being watchable and, and you know this does have some great moments 
Uh, obviously, having Lando back was awesome. Was an awesome little thing. He was cool in this movie. Uh, Billy D. Williams is a legend, so that was cool. Um, you know, um, but let's talk about Carrie Fisher and Princess Leia. I mean, uh, one of the foundations of this franchise, one of the reasons this franchise exists. Uh, it was really tragic the way it all happened. You know, they they didn't really. I don't know if they really shot anything with her at the point when she passed away. I didn't know if they had anything. It looked like they used old footage from maybe Last Jedi and, and, and uh, The Force Awakens, but that's always so tough when you're making a movie and you have to write a character out that, you know, the actor has passed away. It's hard. Um, you know, we've seen Fast and the Furious uh, have to do this, and and, uh, and even Sopranos, if you watch that show, you know um, that, you know, it's hard because you got to, figure out a way to, to make it all work with what you have. And, uh, you know, J.J. Abrams, I think, did a really good job with that in this movie. And, and I was fine with the way everything with Princess Leia happened just because I know I knew how limited they were. And, and, and it's tough to do that when you have to pay respect to the person while at the same time making it work for the story. So that was definitely, you know, kind of a red flag for me going into this movie. And it ended up working out fine. I think, I think you know... It was cool to have her be like Ray's master, her trainer, and all that, and then obviously Ray with the lightsaber, with the with Leia's lightsaber, and all that um, was really cool. Um, now let's talk about Ray, the character of Ray. Uh, this was a character I loved uh, in the Force Awakens. I was like, yeah, like this is a really interesting character. Uh, and then in Last Jedi, she gets absolutely shelved, and uh, this movie has to do a lot of damage control when it comes to having to make us believe that Rey is actually really good at using the Force at this point because, you know, they show her training and doing all that stuff and, um, you know, uh, The Last Jedi didn't really do a good job of the training and, and her and Luke training on that island just was so unfulfilling and had some really stupid jokes in there and uh, the comedy in this movie is a lot better, I will say that, quick aside. Um, but, yeah, the the stuff with Rey I thought was pretty compelling at times uh, and... Um, Obviously, at the end with her, um, you know, beating uh, Palpatine and, and having to face her grandfather was a really interesting dynamic. But um, and then obviously, I, but the thing I loved, the scene I loved the most with Ray was her and Luke. Uh, seeing Luke Skywalker back in this movie was awesome. I knew he was going to come back. I predicted that he would be back in some capacity. It was cool to see him as a Force ghost, and then obviously him lifting up the X wing for her out of the water, just like. Um, Yoda did for him in, in Empire it was a really cool moment. Um, I loved that whole thing, and, and then him, you know, kind of giving her the pump up speech and all that. Uh, that was really cool, uh, a really really cool moment. And then obviously her getting Leia's lightsaber, and also I love that little scene where you see Luke and Leia train. Uh, it's a flashback, and you see them, uh, you know, kind of digitally remaster their faces onto the people. I thought that was really cool. Um, so that that little moment was sweet. Um, and the whole Luke and Leia thing was great, or Luke and Ray thing was great. Definitely a better payoff than what we got in Last Jedi, which was just such a, ugh, just watching him milk tits <laughs> for five minutes straight and grab a giant fish out of the water. I was like, where is this going? Why does this have to be in the movie? But, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, um, but back to this, uh, you know, that was a cool moment, and then obviously her with, with the Emperor, like I said, and I liked that, that, but the thing I liked was the scene where she, where the Emperor looks like he's going to win, he's shooting the lightning up in the air, and she's on the ground, and Kylo Ren's knocked out, and 
she like connects with the force and you hear all of the old Jedi talking to her, like trying to inspire her to get back on her feet. Like, get up, get up, you know, that thing. And you hear all of the different Jedi from all the movies. Like, it was really cool how they did it. And, the, and, you, and that was another thing. I loved J.J.'s, you know, using audio. The, the, the sound design in this movie is awesome. You know, you hear all of the, uh, you know, you hear, like, Darth Vader and uh, and Snoke and all those. And, and Emperor's voice is all layered when Kylo is walking through there. And then you hear, obviously, at the end with Rey, the Jedi. You hear all the voices. Luke. I think you hear Leia. Obi-Wan. Um... Uh, they even got uh, what's his name uh, Samuel L. Jackson in there as as Mace Windu. You got Qui Gon. Even yeah, they got Qui Gon in there. Like all the all of the characters from the original trilogy and all of the Jedi from uh, even from the prequels as well. You hear all of them uh, speaking to her. I, you may hear Hayden Christensen in there. I don't remember. I gotta listen to it again when I see it a second time. But if you, if you do, that's really cool because. And then obviously Yoda, you hear his voice too throughout the movie. So I thought that was cool. And uh, even some of the dream sequences I think were a lot better done in this movie than than in um, the previous two installments. But, uh, you know, the action was great. Um, I loved seeing, you know, Poe and, and um, I, I was happy to see Poe and, and Finn and, and C-3PO get more to do in this movie c-3po always given the great comic relief uh chewbacca had some more to do in this movie which was awesome and they almost killed him off i was like i was like damn that's kind of ballsy but then i was like nah they didn't do it after it happened like a second after it happened i'm like nah they didn't do it and then like the next scene he's back in the movie and i'm like yeah they couldn't kill him off like that but um that was a cool thing um but yeah overall though this movie had good moments but I don't know how rewatchable this thing's going to be, man. It's a, it's just, uh, the, the story was just all over the place. And I know with what they were given from the previous movie, I was surprised this movie was, was as good as it was, honestly. Um, but it wasn't a great movie. This could have been a lot better. It could have been miles better if they weren't having to do more setup. If they didn't have to shoehorn, um, Emperor Palpatine in there at the last minute, um, and uh, but obviously the ending of the movie I thought was fine. I Ray with the gold lightsaber that was kind of a cool thing, and how uh, she's Ray Skywalker now. Like she's the last, she's the rise of the Skywalker. Uh, sure, whatever. I'm down. Uh, you know they'll make more of these movies, so whatever. But overall, man, uh, with this movie, um, it could have been a lot better. But the action is a lot more entertaining in this one. It's a lot more compact. It's a lot more tight. But at the same time, the story's jumbled. The new characters in this movie uh, are not that interesting to me because they didn't really take enough time with them. Uh, and, um, you know, this movie just feels like a sandwich. <laughs> it feels very crammed and compact. Um, but, you know, it's a nice little bow on the end of this series. Who knows if they're going to make any more of these or not. But, uh, you know, this movie's a lot better than Last Jedi. I'll say that. So... If I had to give it a grade, an initial grade, I'd probably give it a three and a half out of five. Um, you know, it's entertaining. I'll definitely watch this again. Um, where would I rank this though? I know I, I know I ranked the Star Wars movies in the previews, so I might, and I said I would re-rank this with this in there. So if I had to put it anywhere, I'd probably put it right, at, right, right after Revenge of the Sith in the in the in the sixth spot uh, out of my ten out of the eleven. I'd probably put it at six right below The Force Awakens, right above Revenge of the Sith. I like this one a little bit more than Revenge of the Sith, but 
I don't know. This one I'll have to juggle with The Force Awakens. I'll have to check both of them out. I need to see this movie again. I mean, this is very, very raw, um, you know, opinion on it. But uh, the movie is good. Check it out if you haven't. Um, you know, if you love Star Wars, it's a must see. Um, you know, and even though the they they definitely uh, you know the jokes were a lot better in this one. Um, you know, there's no you know politics in this one beating you over the head like I was mentioning in the preview there's not a whole lot of that in this movie which was good it's more just about the characters um, you know but at the same time uh, there just wasn't a whole lot here and this is this this trilogy is going to be looked back upon as just a really incoherent and all jumbled three movies that just don't really feel interconnected because it just didn't feel like there was a direction that they had. It didn't feel like they knew where they were going. It just felt like they were just doing whatever they wanted off the, off the top without really having a plan of what they wanted to do with this story. So, uh, that's kind of the shame here is that there, there just didn't seem like there was enough planning here because, uh, shoehorning all these characters in and out. And, and, and I wish there was some more, poignant deaths in here as well that would have been would have made this a little bit more interesting and like i said the love story too but um yeah that's all i really gotta say about this movie it's good check it out um and check out the podcast i got more coming rate comment subscribe do all that stuff um and you know uh you will see me on the next episode uh thanks for listening peace